You're listening to the Variety Sports Network, your home for the best sports podcasters and live shows. And welcome to the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Joining you here Sunday morning, February 19th, episode 124. I got Brian Johnson with me below. I got Tyler McGurk with me here. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Tyler, start with I'm you. Doing, you friend? I'm, do, I'm doing good. Uh, just started Little League coaching. Uh, it's going to be a fun year. I'm excited for this uh, little all-star break. We can get away from the Warriors a little bit. Still talk about them, obviously. Big part of our show, but I'm excited well, going forward. They'll definitely be a big part of the show, but we're going to touch on something a little different with them today. But we get a good break from the regular season, which has yes. been average right that's been the, the call with it there 500 i was brian's to say i was at a wedding yesterday i sent you a photo yesterday i was at a, I was at a wedding yesterday my buddy isaac uh, got married so congratulations to him with it but that was the first wedding i had been a groomsman in for um have you what is my wedding the only one you've been a groomsman in for yeah and I, that, I that, was, that wedding was so great in so many aspects uh you know, Matt having a rock in his jacket and pissing Andrew off, or or me buying a bunch of pizza and then everybody devouring it. And I that was a good slice. one. I remember Matt having to, he forgot his razor. He had to use a lady's razor. Yeah, that's what I remember the most there with it. Uh, in a good way. Uh, Tyler, I thought it was uh, it was funny. How many times have you been a group? Just two twice. Just you two and guys. Frankie. It's a long day, though. That's it's a rough day sometimes. I'm not hating on the wedding at all, but it's a long day. I'm not going to lie about it. It's definitely a long day in that regard. Um, all right. So we got a big show ahead planned for you today on Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. We're going to get into a whole lot of different things today. I got uh, We're going to have Josh Lewis coming on in a, in a little bit here, probably in about, I don't know, about 20 minutes here. We're going to get into the NLS, break down that a little bit, talk about um, his article that he did on the, on the NLS division and you know, maybe kind of touch on maybe a little preview. Baseball is back, so we'll kind of get into that part as well. We'll also hit on uh, the NFL a little bit later, too, on that. I got some good questions for these guys, especially Brian regarding Trey Lance in that regard. Uh, so those are a couple of things I want to hit on as well. But, gentlemen, let's start with my first wake and hot take. Oh, actually, before I do that real quick, I want to point out Tyler, your brother, they bought uh, that sweatshirt over it, that fat boy fadeaway sweatshirt. That was pretty sick. He did. I got one as well. Um I don't know, you find nice. it at what, bonfire.com slash fatboyfadeaway. It's good stuff. Uh, I love the logo. Thank you, VSN, for doing that for us. And yeah, yeah it's oh, it a good, good sweatshirt. Yeah, so check out some of the other guys' uh, merch as well there. They do a good job there. Uh, the website, they sell over there. So I got the website there below. You can check that out. All right, now let's go to our Awake and Hot Take here. I don't know why this was on my mind this week. It was just top five sporting events. I think the Super Bowl was one of it. You know, for a lot of people, that is a big deal. You know, that's always on their bucket list is one of them. Curious to get your guys' take on, you know, just in general, you know, doesn't have to be in order, but what do you got, Tyler, for some uh, bucket list sporting events that you still want to get to? I mean, mine are mostly just seeing teams that I haven't seen that I love. Like, I'd love to get to McHale Center for, like, a battle against UCLA for uh, Arizona basketball. I'd love to go to a Penn State whiteout game at night. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And an LSU Death Valley night game. And then I, my probably number one would be to get to the Masters. I'd love to go see the Masters in Augusta. And then a yeah. Dodger Giants game in LA. As far as things that haven't happened yet, those are the five places I'd like to go visit. Oh, man, I'd be afraid for you, Tyler. 
Brian, I can be quiet when I need to be, when I feel like <laughs> I, my life, I, I, I can figure those things out. <laughs> T- Tyler, it's Chavez Ravine. I don't know. You're right. I, mean, uh, I could be Brian. Yeah, exactly. Speak to what we got here from Brian here. Tyler, I pretend that doesn't hurt. No, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, I got I got a couple here that we'll get to. I got for me. I still I don't know why the World Series is a big deal to me. To me, that's just like a bit of an event I want to get to there. The World Series. I think it's like the peak baseball pressure event that I haven't been to or seen. We've been to the playoffs, but the Brian when we went to all those A's games. We just never could get to that. We yeah. Never- they're so damn close. We just couldn't get there. Um, all right. What do you got uh, as a couple, Brian? Then I'll go on with a few. Um, I, I would say because it's in Hollywood this year, but man, I'd love to go WrestleMania. That would be like my dream. And that's then, a good call right there. Yeah. I never think of wrestling like that. That's what. That's the thing. I just never. It was in San Francisco I, a couple of years ago, Brian. Did you even think about going? Any, any shot at getting, I guess you live down south now. I forgot. Yeah. But I did go to a live wrestling AEW event in Las Vegas, and that was pretty cool. So, but uh, I think the other one I'd like to do would be a Niners home playoff game. Niners home playoff, NFC yeah, championship game. Yeah, yeah I went to the Raiders cool. AFC championship game. Like I said, back in 2000, there was no, or 2001, two, well, I think it was 02 actually when they played the Titans that year. Yeah. Uh, just turned January. So that was to, to me still one of the best sporting events. Uh, I've been to. All right, I'm going to name some quick. Wimbledon or U.S. Open tennis. That is what I always want to get to as well. I got uh, Premier League or Barcelona versus Madrid, uh, Real Madrid. That would be a good event to get to go to for Tyler. Talk about a culture shock. That would put a, that would be a total different atmosphere there. To see soccer, like how people would look at fo- American football here, but even more people. More you know, psychos. It'd be crazy. Um, I got a heavyweight fight. Like the introductions coming out to that, I would feel like that would be a pretty electric uh, place to be in. And then for me, a Final Four would also be nice to get to. I think that would be a good event, a good sporting event to get to if your teams were in it. And then ones that I saw that were pretty popular, just look it up. Not necessarily I had on the top of there, but Kentucky Derby, World Cup, Olympics, Masters. You mentioned that Stanley Cup Finals were some of the ones I, I saw in there as well. So a lot of games. Not a low-key one. We're going to get to MLB later, but I'd like to get to a spring training. I don't know why that's on my. Uh, didn't you do that a couple of years ago, Tyler? Oh, uh, no, I've never been to spring training. I've been to Arizona. Uh, let me. I was in my brother Ryan's wedding as well, so three times. That's what he was referencing when he said three times. My bad, Ryan. Uh, three times. <clears throat> no, I've never been to spring training. Another you know, one I'd like and, to go. And to that should be the most important one you said. Exactly. <laughs> I felt that real bad. <laughs> Uh, another one I would love to go to is a UFC Conor McGregor main event fight. I just, I'm a big Conor guy. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's fallen off a little bit, but in the past, that would have been a great fight to go see. That's a great call by Josh. Yeah, that would Josh. be fun. Lambo. We'd be enjoying that series soon. Lambo would be a good one. Um, yeah, maybe I could do without the snow. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Give you a lot of if you're out there listening. I could do without the snow, all right? Far <laughs> to the bench. But we'll see, all right? I'm going to say it right to your face. You got to take the cold. All right. So to me, those are some really good sporting events that, like, just kind of came to my mind, just thinking of stuff. Brian, me and you always go into, like, A's playoff games, but we never could get to, like, the championship round. Like, we were missing out on that big spot right there. Like I, I, said, I did go to a Detroit Tigers uh, ALCS game. Yeah, those never worked. Though. We never Who had those were they playing? The, the Tigers. The Tigers. The Tigers. Remember they got oh, swept? Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, I made it to Ryan Vogel song versus the Cardinals. And the NLCS in game six descended to game seven. That had to be one of the best sporting events you went to. 
Yeah, it is live for sure. Yeah, like the, 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 that's yeah. why that Raiders won because I'm not going to experience that again. A team going to the Super Bowl, I'm gonna like the Raiders, I'm not going to go to Vegas. So, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. So that's my waking hot take here to start off the show. Just come away, kind of get our sports brains thinking here this morning. All right, guys, I was thinking about this guy. I heard a lot of stuff on the radio this week about the Warriors, right? And the trade of Wiseman and like, you know, the Peyton deal. That was a big talk. We, we kind of discussed the trade part of it. So I don't want to get into that and the Warriors breaking down their season. I just kind of want to get in more into the fact. Brian Johnson, you're what, 6'8"? You're, you're like 6'6". Six, six. I'm going to say you're like 6'6". Six, six. I think you're only 6'2 on your card, though, on your baseball card. But uh, the Warriors <laughs> just cannot develop a big man. I mean, if, if for their life, they just cannot develop a big guy. There's only a very few amount they have, especially if you count, which I did basically since I remember, is Joe Smith being drafted out of Maryland. Like, that's like the first one because Chris Webber, they didn't keep. You know what I mean? Like, so that doesn't – they didn't develop him either. So if you want to go that far back. So I just find it really intriguing with this franchise that, like, even when they won their championships, right, yeah, Durant's big. I get that. But you get my sense, like, the sense of developing a natural big guy. Tyler, it's just not in their DNA as a franchise to be able to do this, it seems. No, they haven't done – they haven't done it one time. Dampier has probably been their most successful big guy. I'll give you a – That answer is, like, Eric Dampier is the guy you're looking at is, like, your your shining example of developing. They didn't even draft him. It's not good. <clears throat> No, they didn't, but no one knew who he was before he was on the Warriors, really. For sure. Um, yeah, it's embarrassing. They draft all they, – and they're always drafting big guys, which is the worst part, like from Anthony Randolph. They trade Jason Richardson in his prime after we believe for uh, Brandon Wright. And what do they do? He just falls into the tank. They can't develop him. They're pathetic. It's Yeah, it's very – it's bad. It's very embarrassing. Like, you draft James Wiseman, too, and he's gone in two years. Is it the Warriors' fault? Yes. It is at this point. You can, you have to be able to develop a position, every position, not just guards, not just forwards. They have never developed a big guy. Draymond, I guess, is a signed example, but he's not a prototypical big guy. So I don't really yeah, count we're like, I think we're we're thinking the same thing here in the sense of yeah. like it's not the. And for me, like it, it, the list is just insane. I mean, we're going from like I can we're, like I said, we got Joe Smith. We can say we got Donald Foyle. We can say Dan Peer. I threw him in there. Joe Smith. They drafted Mark Jackson that year, the same year they drafted Foyle. I didn't realize that that year, so that, that was funny. Uh, Troy Murphy, Ike Diago, Randolph, Epi, you know, they <laughs> remember that name from Baylor. <laughs> they did draft him, and they drafted him with the sixth pick overall. And then Wiseman, we could even throw, uh, you know, Jones in there. They drafted I mean, the you first guy. You, you can't remember, you can't forget about Todd Fuller. Oh, yes, we no, we can't. Todd right Fuller yet. over Kobe <laughs> Bryant. What are we doing here? <laughs> What a, what a left doing here. A great lefty out of NC State, always focused, ready to go. At that point, yeah, we always like we always like him the most. He's he's an easy target to rip up because of that, and because Brian, you know, back in the day, he used to have more of the Todd haircut, and we used to always get, give you a bad time about. It. And you were a lefty, so it was an easy. You were an easy target to compare to Todd Fuller. I apologize for that when we were younger. Right? I apologize okay. for that. It was probably <laughs> it was probably more Casey than you. <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah, picking it up that skin, Brian. We are just picking it up that skin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my now, now, my, now my skin's nice and thick from that. <laughs> Too early. From, from all, like, from like, all those, from all those like experiences. I think he's spit out coffee. Uh, but, Tyler, I still wanted to, to kind of take the angle with this. It's like, what is the problem like with Wiseman? Let's take back him real quick. 
They literally had him in his building for three years. Whatever the reason is, maybe it is that he just can't process information and develop. I don't think it's necessarily just that, but it's it's crazy. He just they just couldn't get him on the floor, and he never got really any better with them in three years. It's just kind of, I know he had that injury for a part, but even now they just didn't play him to make it happen. It's just such a weird deal the way they handled his particular situation. And again, it just as look at all those names I I said. A lot of those guys were top eight picks in the NBA draft, yeah. believe it or not. And the Warriors just can't do it. So to their credit for being able to play small ball and winning a championship that way, but this is obvious something, obviously something as a franchise, they still have a bugaboo for it and they can't do it. I also want to throw out one more, Dave, just for the fun. My favorite one, Patrick O'Brien out of uh, Chris Mullen. I just, another out of, what was he from? Was it, what was it, uh, I always want to think of Steph Curry's uh, college. I think it's. See, Bradley. I always want to say Baylor, but I think it's Bradley it's, University. Yeah, Bradley. Is that what it is? Um, all right, so just the Warriors big. I wanted to touch on that. You got anything else you want to say on that, Brian or Tyler? Yeah, before we move on, I think Steve Kerr made comments about AAU basketball after they traded James Wiseman. I think it's this direct shot at James Wiseman and the way he plays. And these are the comments he said: Even if today's players are incredibly gifted, they grow up in a basketball environment. They can only be called counterproductive. AAU basketball has replaced high school basketball as the dominant form of development in teen years. I coached my son's AAU team for three years. It's generally weird subculture. Like everyone else, everywhere else you have coaches and bad coaches, your strong programs are weak ones. But what troubled me was how much winning is devalued in AAU basketball. We're both coaches. I've never been in a program where I was not trying to win. And if that's really what's going on in AAU, like we're, it's hard, like, James, I, I just think those are shots at James Wiseman. Like, that's how he felt about him, where he just cared about stats and stuff. I don't know if you well, feel I that way. How, how I can see it from, like, and that's kind of part of the reason I haven't jumped to, like, very high in some regards. I don't want to get into that summer kind of feel. That's just not where my time needs, especially with three kids. I can't do that. Is I just think, I think when he says that, I think he's more referencing to, I think you're right about that, but I think he's, like, probably during the game, everything's set up for their main guys to get points. So at the end of the day, they might win a game at the end. Like the coach probably the last minute is making adjustments. Like, okay, we got to get maybe something like that. But like, I think during the game, they're manipulating sets and you know what I mean? I think that's the way that, that they're doing that or giving a guy, uh, the top prospect more way more rain or something like that than they should on a, than they would in a coaching basis in high school. So I do agree with you in that sense. And it probably is a shot. I don't necessarily think I take it wise, man. I just think it's that maybe it's the development of his mentality because he does have ability not to pass. That to me, but is, isn't that a shot at like? I, yeah, I, I guess, guess it's a shot at. Him, but is interesting. I just don't yeah, see Kerr trying to purposely make it like that to Wiseman, but maybe that's the maybe that was the hidden thing there. Maybe he had some issue with him. Real quick, some Warriors big men that I did like. This is the good. That's not necessarily oh, that good. God, let's hear this. All right, confess to Azili Cat as a good setter. Is that a development? No. No. <laughs> is that a developed center? I don't know. He won a championship. Andres Biedrich, is that considered a song? <laughs> is that considered one as well? Brian, another lefty, white lefty, you were referenced to as well. I know at times. I'm sorry about that as well. And then we have our Brian, own. you shot free throws a lot better than Andres. I you did. Answer. Brian would have dominated Andres. He would have never made his team run liners. He would have bombed that way. And then I got Kevon Looney. I got him. He's probably the best boy <laughs> they've developed that they've drafted. What about Davian Jones? 
I had him on the list of the guy that did it because last pick in Vanderbilt. I always thought that was funny. They drafted two guys with the last pick in the first round from Vanderbilt, uh, uh, Jones and Azili. All right, a couple things. One more thing here, then we'll get to our tweet of the week and then get Josh Lewis on here to touch a little bit on the NL West, get us kind of ready, but now with baseball back a little bit. Guys, I was at the wedding, like I said last night, got caught some of the highlights of the All-Star, uh, All-Star weekend stuff. And we, this kind of question comes up a lot. I'm going to ask Josh about it too, what he thinks about it as well. Is I, are the All Star games? I feel like they're just dead. I don't know. Like uh, maybe I'm just kind of now back. Like even when we say like, oh, baseball's the best one. Like I think we say it's the best because it's just the most like you know, a guy throwing out a batter. It's like you can't really. It looks the same unless you just game. start doing like the new rule where you can't throw lobs and you know stuff <laughs> like that. Pit. I don't know. I just feel like the All Star game for me was a. I know as a kid, it's always a bigger deal, but I even felt for like my parents had battered a little bit. Like they would actually want to watch the game a little bit too back then. I just don't get that feeling. Maybe it's just too many things on TV now. I don't know, but I think the big thing is obviously the players in the league making it seem like this event isn't as important. And the reason you say that is if you're not there participating in it and you're not trying to make it a big point to get your guys into these big events, like the dunk contest and other things, and you can say injuries or whatever, but the history of the league says m- most of these guys don't get hurt during the dunk contest or these events. So I don't know. To me, it just feels like they're dead. What do you think there, Brian? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like even the, the pro bowl's gotten really bad. And oh gosh. That's I would say, I, I would definitely. That agree. is dead now. Yeah. They killed it. It's just a flag football game. That I, would, <laughs> it is dead. I would definitely agree with you. I think the MLB all-star game is just the become the best out of all the sports just because. But is it that good? That's the thing. Like, I don't even, like, I don't, when I watch it, I'm like, like last year, like baseball's a joke with it too. It's like, you have these guys on there where it's like, who? Like, what is that? He's a, he's a utility infielder for the Pirates. And he's like, you know, all right. You know, I know every team has to have a team. I find that, but I'm talking the replacements off these injuries sometimes. And like, what was it this year with the flag, with the football one? Some of the guys oh, that were yeah. getting thrown in there. And, like, then, and then they did dodgeball. Tyler Huntley. Like, dodgeball. Yeah. That was, you know, maybe they should do a league with that. Well, I, you know, that was funny. I don't know, Tyler. You got some thoughts on that too? It's just getting. See, I think the bas- the basketball has gotten better with the recent rules where they like every quarter is a new game. Where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Win- like I think that's gotten a little better. The process is of like oh. being named an All Star still means something, but this whole like oh we can't have a last pick now. It's like it's kindergarten. We're like going back to nobody can get their feelings hurt. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I think it's fallen off. The games aren't as good. Baseball is definitely just some of the players, like you said, you haven't even heard of some of them unless you're like a diehard baseball fan. Football's dead. It's been dead for years. To Josh's point. Basketball and baseball. Yeah. To Josh's point here about the kids here, I was going to mention real quick. Like, I was at, what was I talking about in eighth grade? I ate a girl this week, a couple weeks ago about the Pro Bowl. And she actually, because she likes football, and she actually said that. So that would be the one thing I did mention for the, or I should have mentioned last week was, she did say that she liked it because she could see what they look like without their helmet on. Their, you know, I didn't think about that anymore, obviously, because you know I see it without their helmet on. I'll watch more stuff with it. So I think to Josh's point, that is true. I think it will always be more important for the younger generation. I know that's why they do it. I think just as somebody that watches the game, I'm like, gosh, it's rough. The process for me is more so than the game, I think, than the issue I have with it. I, for me at this point, it sounds like that's the same thing you have an issue with, Tyler. Yeah, just nobody yeah. seems to – there's no competitiveness in it. Yeah. Like, baseball hasn't had a good game in years. I can't even remember the last time. It's like, oh, bottom of the ninth, that matters. Yeah, no, and the the basketball one I always think could be the best. 
it's just you know it doesn't have to be even physical. You can just play at like a real like kind of decent pickup pace, and that's better basketball than ninety five percent of us can <laughs> and watch. You know what I mean? So I think that one always has good potential, and we've seen it before. My favorite one of all time is the one where uh, when they make the comeback, the East there that team made the comeback. That one's always right up there with me on the list. All right, last thing here, and then we'll get to Josh Lewis over here and kind of cut over to baseball a little bit. I thought our guy DA had a good uh, tweet this week, brought a lot of things. So I'm going to make it our tweet of the week brought to you by row one brand. Uh, go use the code uh, VSN 15. You'll get 15% off anything in the art gallery there. Uh, maybe an all-star picture. My personal favorite all-star ones also are the ones that have the, the guys in their own uniforms, Brian, not these silly little ones. I yeah. like them in their own uniforms. I mean, the, nothing looks cleaner than that. I wish baseball did that too, by the way, still. They kind of they 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 went to that other stuff a couple of years ago too. I didn't like that as well. All right, tweet of the week here. I, I thought this just generated a lot of good talk. It's kind of one of these like you know tweets to kind of get people riled up a little bit. They're all Hall of Famers: John Stockton, Jason Kidd, and Chris Paul now ranked one, two, and three all time at assists and steals. So I had to ask: start bench cut from our guy at Real Deal with Damian Adams. Great guy came on talk on the gridiron this year with us. Uh, Tyler, as you know, one of the best in the business, one of the hard, hardest working in the business. So, tweet of the week presented by VSN 15. What do you got, Tyler? What do you think? Who are you starting, benching, and cutting there? I got, I'm starting Stockton, I'm benching Kid, and I'm cutting Chris Paul. I, I just, Stockton and Kid are better defenders than Chris Paul. They're just more durable. I think they're just better players than Chris Paul. Chris Paul's not. My cup of tea. He's annoying. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah. I'll take Kid and Chris Paul over, or Kid and Stockton over Chris Paul. And John Stockton gets the most like disrespect of all well, because a lot of people just take Carl Malone, right? <laughs> but every all these guys play with great players. It's not, it's well, just, I, I mean, Carl Malone's great, but yeah, I don't. Well, that gets back to our Blake Griffin against him. <laughs> That gets back to our Blake Griffin argument. We had. It was great. That no, was good. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Who would you who would you start? Who would you bench? Who would you cut out of these three point guards? I have to agree with Tyler. Start Stockton, uh, bench Jason Kidd, and cut Chris Paul. I just I think the iconic moment for Stockton was when they were going against the Rockets and he hit that big shot against when Charles Barkley was on that team. I think it was the Western Conference Finals. And you got to realize, like, we looked at the stat. I mean, the possessions per – I mean, yes, Utah was part of the issue with that. No team played damn slower than that. But you know what I mean? Like, as they got older, but they could have played at a faster pace than they're younger. And if you look at some of Stockton's videos, he was there. I think Jason Kidd's quote on Dan Patrick's show, basically, I always say that. His little line on that when Dan Patrick asked him, like, who's the best point – you know, how much better – no, what do you say? Is John Stockton much better than you? And he, he kind of like laughs and goes, I think he has like 4,000 more assists. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Dan, get your head in the game. Like, of course yeah. he's better than me. Like, because Jason <laughs> Kidd played forever too. It's not like he like didn't play forever and he still had 4,000 more. So I think that's where it is. The Chris Paul one be interesting to me with Kidd though, because Paul is a better shooter than Kidd ever was, like offensively creative, especially at the beginning of his career. So the defense and the pushing the pace is the one thing with Kidd. And everybody does make the argument Kid got him to the finals, but I think we can all admit that was not the hardest conference at the time when they got there, right? So I think there's – if you go back and look at that, that's always an interesting one for me uh, in that regard there. So, all right, 
Damian Adams. Yeah, but he also he also, yeah, ahead, Dal- he also led Dallas to him. I mean, he wasn't the one A guy, but he was their point guard and doing what Chris Paul does now, and just kind of controlling the pace and hitting open threes. Chris Paul is a little more gifted shooting the ball, obviously, but kid did it with Dallas as well. It's not like he just did it in New Jersey in those no. conferences. No, that's why he's number. You, know, you don't get the number two all the time just doing one spot. I mean, even in Phoenix, he was good there for Phoenix. Made that weird trade for Marbury. Yeah, that was just or when they traded for Marbury. <laughs> Marbury that didn't make much sense then. I think Paul, if he got if he won a championship this year or had won that one with against the Bucks, I think a lot more people would have had Paul higher than um, they yeah. get. I think because they oh well he has a championship and that always seems to reign supreme in these arguments uh, regardless. All right, I was showing these NBA assist leaders down here. It's funny how, like, if you look at the first top three, we got Stockton, Kid, Paul, and then James. That it kind of like the drop off. It, it just, it's crazy how I don't know. It's one of those stats where I just don't think anybody's ever touched <laughs> touching John Stockton. Like, even with the, how many shots come up, I just don't see it happening. I don't, I don't see it happening that much when they a coach just allows. I don't know, unless I just let Harden go the whole time. But even Harden, that's hard to sustain that for such a long longevity period of time. So I have a hard time seeing Stockton's uh, record going by the wayside there. All right, Brian, Tyler, why don't you say we shift gears a little bit here? I saw him there in the waiting room. He's been patient with us here. Uh, Josh Lewis, a guy with us from Variety Sports Network, does a good job uh, with us here. And let's welcome in him here on the podcast, Josh Lewis. Welcome here with us, joining us. I really wanted to have you on to kind of break down your NSNL West article you had here. We'll touch on a lot of different things with that. But thanks for joining us, my friend. How you doing? Good, man. You guys are you guys rock early this morning on a Saturday, like it's a, or on a Sunday. Sorry, <laughs> Sunday. yeah. My, my days are running together this weekend. So yeah, you, you're one but, of those. That's why I was saying I was at a wedding yesterday, so I went from like nine to. 10 you know at night and so we're getting up early we got to bring the energy here get going with it so uh let's get right into it i know uh you wrote you wrote a great piece about uh nl west uh kind of breaking down the off seasons a little bit what the teams kind of did over the year where you kind of see them maybe uh kind of going in the future there um i'll give you the first word of it when you were kind of going through it through the teams looking at their off seasons what were kind of some of the first things that jumped out to you Uh, so one of them is kind of something that, uh, we've talked about (laughs) with your Oakland A's a little bit. Like, I just, I hate when owners just don't want to be competitive. Like when the, when the Rockies, uh, owner came out and was like, oh yeah, we're shooting for 500 ball. Like kind of goal is that like, that's, you don't even want to be, you don't even want to be competitive. And they like basically didn't do anything in the off season. So the Rockies just bug me. Um, they can just go sit in the bottom uh but that was the that was the one that really really jumped out at me that was like man can we can we just be competitive please like yeah obviously yeah. like you could tell that in your writing too a little bit you could tell that you were a little frustrated with that with the the rockies part of it you even took a shot at me and brian's a's along the way uh, yeah right <laughs> so i i couldn't i mean so background is I'm I am a Giants fan, and so like having a chance to to talk a little trash on the A's is I'm always going to take that shot. But Brian, um, you step up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I wish we had a more competitive team to actually talk trash about. But. Yeah, that's part of right. It, yeah. it, it's it's way difficult to uh, to talk trash when you suck. Like it's. 
<laughs> but but yeah, so that was the one thing. And then the other thing was uh just on the on the Giants note was like I think I think the the Diamondbacks did a pretty good job. I think uh the Dodgers did a pretty good job, even though they lost a lot of big names. Um, they just they just have a really good farm system and they do a really good job of of roster construction in general. And so the Giants was the other one for me where I'm like, man, you guys like obviously the whole Korea fiasco was a thing, but they they're just stuck in the middle. And like yeah. I said in the article, like when you're stuck at the, like the middle in any sport is the worst place to be. Like, it's just, it's terrible. Like you either want to get really, really good or you want to be, you want to tear it down, do the rebuild and, and get really good again as quick as possible. So the middle is just terrible. And that's where the giants were and are uh, with, with their off season acquisitions as well. So. Uh, real quick, Tyler, I'll let you go. I just want anybody tuning in on YouTube. I got the ticker going here below, kind of uh, included Josh's grades there on the process, a little notes. Uh, couldn't get it all in there, but a little notes on his team. So be, I encourage you to go to the website, check out that. Did a good job with it. Tyler, any thoughts yeah, on based that? On, like, we'll start with the Rockies. I agree with you. They suck. They Every time they get an out, it should be celebrated. Their pitching is, like, god-awful. I looked at their pitch, and I was like, I don't know how they're going to win 55 games this year. I am excited to see Ezekiel Tovar, the 21-year-old Venezuelan. He's like the only thing to look forward to if you're a Rockies fan. I don't know how many of them there are out there these days. And then as far as the Giants go, you hit it on the head. It's being 81 and 81. I, and then swinging and missing on Judge, I give them credit. They went out, gave them a great offer. They tried their best. I wish they could have pulled through. And then the Correa thing, I don't know. It just doesn't look good. But as far as their offseason – I think they did a good job if they brought in one of those two guys to be the headline piece. It says it looks like another 81 and 81 season. They added to their bullpen depth, which I appreciate. So we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not thrilled with this Giants team. I live close enough to go see games. I will go because I'm a big fan and the tickets will be cheap because they don't have a marquee name. But it's I wish they brought somebody in a little better than Conforto and Hanniger. Um. Can I can I stay on the Giants for just for a second here? Like, so let me let me get be optimistic in a way towards you guys. Because I was thinking about getting ready for this, taking notes on a little bit, thinking, okay, let me ask you this scenario to both of you as Giants fan. If they're eighty one and eighty one, yeah, they missed out on Judge. Now, but we've all even in your article you pointed out they got a little bit better, like he does, like Farhan does in these little areas. Isn't there a world you can get six more wins, get to eighty seven, and you get that six seed, which is what is proven what the Phillies could do, which is get to the world series, the giants histories about that recently. So I guess my question to you, Josh would be like, can they, you know, does this roster look, you know, you, you put out well, the Dodgers and Padres are going to be a battle and the other divisions I know, you know, there, but can they get six more wins and make the six seed? I got to think that's what Farhan's doing with these signings. Yeah. I feel like this is, this is where kind of uh, opinion and philosophy comes into play. Right. So like my, my personal roster construction philosophy obviously i'm not an mlb gm but yeah. my my philosophy is uh i'm just philosophically different from farhan and and kapler in how they in how they construct their roster and how they employ their roster now given like there were a lot of injuries last year too like i i fully admit that they're the the injury factor can come into play but for me, as a former player, I baseball is about routine. And when you're when you're platooning as much as the Giants do, and that's how their roster is constructed. Their roster is constructed to platoon players. 
and to play the matchups and to use the analytics, which is fine. Like if that's your philosophy and that's what you're going for, fine. But the the problem with that is I felt like last year, especially, I felt like too many guys were just out of their rhythm and out of their routines and didn't know what position they were going to play on what day. And it just, it was for a baseball player. That's really, really difficult. Um, we're talking about all about these rule changes that are coming up this year and whatnot, and how it's going to affect guys in their routines. Right. And in their, uh, you can call them superstitions if you want and getting in the box or getting ready or the pitchers routines or whatever, like that is a thing like that is a thing for baseball players. And so when you mess with that saying, Oh, you're going to play outfield this day, second base this day, third base this day, and you're going to get two at bats this day, four at bats this day. And like, it's just, it's way too much up and down, not knowing what you're going to be doing one day to the next. And so that's my issue with that. And so for a team like this, I, it's funny, like you, you break down the analytics and you're like, oh, this is an analytics-based team. And they're not the only ones. There's other teams. But this is an analytics-based team. It, there is a lot of luck that goes into that. Like you need guys to be healthy. You need those analytics to play out in the, in the grand scheme of things. Like as much as we say <laughs> analytics is all numbers-based, eh, there's a lot of luck too. Yeah. And so having that, like I, it could, yeah, they could get up to 87 wins. They could lose those six games that you're talking about. I mean, they could go the other way as well. Yeah. It just depends on how those platoons hit, how the analytics hit, how injury plays into that. But me personally, I just have a philosophical difference and I'm not that optimistic and I'm optimistic by nature. So it's like, it, the Giants uh, have killed your optimism. That's understandable. The, the Giants have killed my optimism. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 can we all blame the A's for this analytical baloney? I'm with you. I don't like all this platooning and whatnot. Um, but as far as winning more games this year, I just don't see it. The Padres got better. The Dodgers just have owned us the last – well, we did pretty good when we won 107 games. But that was a – seems like an anomaly. That's Each not happening the anytime soon. But the – Tatis comes back after 20 games. They're going to be unbelievable. They're infield stacked. They're outfield with Tatis, Soto. I don't know. It just doesn't look good for the Giants as far as I'm concerned. Well, let's go there, Tyler, because Brian obviously resides in your San Diego. Yeah, area. so I should, I should yeah. be the Southern California baseball guy. There you go. You got to <laughs> <laughs> straight to hell. Uh, you're the, you're the, if, I threw, if you had a beer, we'd throw it through the camera. Uh, we, Brian, the Padres – I feel like the, the hype's got to be real down there right now with spring trading starting up. Everybody's yeah. got to be buying in over there. Josh, in your article, you, you it kind of sounds like to me you have them as the favorite, just kind of reading through that, kind of going into the season. That sounds like where you have them. I think you said you hit it right on the you, – you hit it right on the – they they couldn't hit with runners in scoring position, though, last year. Like, it was being in the playoffs, it was a big issue for them. I think that Tatis, obviously getting him back is just going to make them deeper. It'll be interesting some of the dynamics – when figuring out some things with him, just, you know, just in terms of where they're going to play him consistently. Like you said, it sounds like maybe center field. I don't know, but so they'll, they'll make that kind of fit. I'm, you know, Bob Melvin's pretty good at getting a clubhouse to kind of get on the same page in that regard. So we'll see what happens there with it. Tyler or Josh, what do you got on the Padres there? I mean, obviously they get Bogarts. Um, you know, what do you think with them and the acquisition of them? They're the favorite in your regard, uh, in your mind. I definitely think they're the favorites for now uh, or for this year. Anyway, I mean, obviously they've got a lot of those guys locked down so they can go 
a few years here of of kind of being the favorites. But um, I think Seth Lugo too was kind of an under the radar signing for them, um, just kind of bolstering that that pitching rotation a little bit. Um, but yeah, they just they just got to be able to hit when it's important, and yeah. that that was kind of their big downfall. I do think though, um, some of the veterans that they got, they got Nelson Cruz, they got Matt Car- uh, Matt Carpenter. Um, I think some of those guys will just be good uh, bench presence presences, if that's a word. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the yeah the um so I do think they're the favorites this year. I think the Dodgers are still obviously they've been the heavyweight in that division. Um, everybody gives them crap for not being able to win in the postseason, but um, I think that's more just kind of an anomaly than a than a thing. Like they just they just haven't won. I mean, they won in the in the shortened season, but um, I do think the Dodgers will come back with a vengeance in the next couple of years. Um, I think they're still the number clearly the n- number two above the other three teams there. Uh, but the the Padres, I think it's their division to lose for sure. <laughs> I, I would I would definitely Go say ahead. in Anaheim, um, there are more Dodger fans than Angel fans at this point. So I can tell when I could tell when Dodger season comes around, like people start getting more peppier and stuff. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about it because Brian uh, Brian lives in Anaheim, all right? Oh, no. Don't you, or did you grow up there, Josh? Are you still? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I grew up sneaking in Angels games. So that's right. Yeah. So I figured you, you probably you probably live near where Brian lives now. Uh, yeah, I think – go ahead, Tyler. You were going to mention the Padres on that part of it? No, I, I just would favor the Dodgers. You brought up Seth Lugo. I'd favor the Dodgers. Like understanding, underrated signing. I just – he's a better reliever than starter in his career so far. I don't know how he'll do. And then Nick Martinez is the fifth starter. I don't really trust. And the Dodgers five are five deep in the rotation. Yeah, they have to stay healthy, which they haven't been able to do because Kershaw gets hurt every year. Uh, May got hurt last year. Urias is probably due for a Tommy John. You always think it just every third year someone gets it. But if they stay healthy, I still like the Dodgers. They still have a loaded lineup. They are weak at maybe second base, but I'd still favor the Dodgers to prove otherwise. They're both going to battle it out. It's going to be a good run. I wish the Giants would try and join the likes of having these monster bats that they just can't get. It'll be interesting. I have the Dodgers still winning the division as well. I just, sometimes I almost think when they lose a guy like Turner, their team, like you said, their team is still really good. I almost wonder if there's going to be more of a focus, you know, just not as much. Sometimes you get like too big of a bubble in there. You kind of, you kind of like, Oh, if I make a mistake, somebody else. I just wonder if they'll have a laser focus going into this year, even though they were really good last year. I'm just kind of curious with them because I mean, that's all they have to do is win a championship. So, I mean, we'll see. Or maybe they go the opposite, like some of the NBA teams, Tyler, just wait till the midseason to turn it on. I think there's two ways the Dodgers can play it out this year. All right. Real quick here on the NOS, Josh, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, thanks again for joining us uh, this morning, too. And then going over the teams here a little bit, getting us ready for the preview. I kind of think you have, we have the – I don't want to go too much in the Diamondbacks, but we kind of – I think we all agree there probably can be the surprise team out of the division so maybe on that note on the surprise team who do you guys also think is the best players like the two best players in this division like if you had to say because i was trying to think like they should be the favorite right like whoever that is you go to the padres and dodgers and i would just say like is it i mean i do they have the two best players in soda or machado and then i'm like well no the the, the dodgers got bets and freeman too yeah i mean just those two alone you know then you go to the rockies they have bryant no i'm just kidding you got there so you didn't even include tatis in the two do they have bryant though do they have bryant though no they don't they just have a (laughs) they have they're paying them they have that um 
So I don't know. There's a, there's some pretty loaded teams there in that division with it. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Who's the best player? I mean, pitchers too. I didn't even mention any of the pitchers. So is there a player that stands out in the division to you? Man, that's, I mean, go ahead, that's tough. Yeah, there's there's a lot of firepower. I I am a huge Mookie Betts fan. Like, it kills yeah. me that he's on the Dodgers. Like, I think uh, going into this season, he's <laughs> – it's kind of weird. Like, I almost feel like he's gotten a little overshadowed now, like with, uh, with the other guys in that division. I still think overall for, like, pound for pound, he's, he's the best player in the division. Um, and I that's still, just, I cannot believe the Red Sox traded that guy. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get it, but, um, I, I'm a huge Mookie Betts fan. I mean, obviously Freddie Freeman's won an MVP, like Machado was in the running for MVP last year. So, I mean, you've probably got four or five deep just in position players. And then, yeah, Urias, uh, is probably, I would probably go with him as the best pitcher in the division. Um, I Josh, think, let me ask you this real quick. As a Giants yeah. fan, who who are you most feared of when they're up? Like, who like doesn't have to be the best? You know, like how sometimes you're like, I, I know Mookie Betts killed you guys a lot last year, but is there somebody else that like, oh crap, he's gonna get a single with this guy? At second, is there a guy that like scares? So I I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but one guy that always worries me is Machado. Like, <laughs> I just I I don't know if his number how his numbers are against the Giants off the top of my head, but I. He's one that every time he's up, I'm just like, crap, he's going to do something or he has the potential to do something or like, because he's just, he does have that like clutch swagger almost of like, just, he doesn't give a flying F like about anybody. And so he's just going to go up there and make something happen. And so I just, I, I don't like Machado, uh, but he's the one that like, which I guess that's a signal that he's my, he's my one. But, Brian, that sounds like uh, us with Manny Ramirez man. back in the day. That sounds like us with Manny Ramirez. Exactly. Ah, oh, the swagger. He right-handed, has the power. Like, that was the guy. I was like, when he was up, I was like, Ugh. every pitch, I was like, this guy. And that's Machado has that same vibe to it. You're right. Tyler, who scares the crap out of you? I think it's Freddie Freeman. There's no way to defend <laughs> him. He can hit all over the field. He can go right field, left field, center field. He has power in all fields. And he doesn't swing a ball. So he's just a tough out. And He's left-handed, so he always has he normally is facing the righty, just because most guys are right-handed, and he can hit lefty. So I just think he's the most well all-around best hitter. Who the best player is is I. You can throw any of them in a bag, and I take all four of them or all five of them if you include Tatis. I think to wrap it up here, Josh. I think this is going to be has a chance to be again though the most competitive division if the Giants can join any if they can just be a little if they be alive a little bit. I think that, you know, if they could just push any of those two teams from uh, from Southern California, I think you got yourself a really good division with maybe the Diamondbacks starting to get to where the Giants were last year. Maybe they get to 78 wins, 70, you know, something like that. I'd be, I would be shocked if one of these NL West teams get 105 wins. I think they might beat each other up a little bit more this year than they have in the past. That's, and I but that might, but on that note, it might not affect it as much with everybody playing everybody this year. That's um, true. It could be that. I mean, what we were talking about earlier, that six game swing, right? For the Giants. I mean, that could, that could just be playing everybody equally. Uh, So you have, if I remember correctly, you have, uh, was it 13 games against divisionals now instead of 19? 19 Like it used to be. Yeah. Instead of, instead of 19, I think you have 13. So it whittles the divisional games down a little bit. Um, And so it makes things interesting because they're, they're, playing everyone at least once and so it's 
I think that will change the dynamic of what uh, divisions look like. Same thing uh, with the NL Central, I feel like. NL Central always beats each other up, right? Like the the Cardinals and Brewers and Cubs and everybody. It's almost going to give divisions more freedom to improve their their record because they're they're playing teams that they don't normally play as much and so i think that could help the diamondbacks on that note they they're reminding me maybe not quite there yet but they remind me a lot of the 2010 giants of like hey there's no like big superstar necessarily but they're like there's a lot of studs in that lineup and a lot of young guys coming up and a lot of young guys starting a la uh brandon belt buster posey those kind of guys and so i I would be interested to see with the new schedule structure, how the diamondbacks come back. I think they're one of those teams that could have a greater record because they're playing uh, all these other teams that maybe aren't as good as the Dodgers and Padres for 19 games. Yeah. And like you mentioned, they got a couple of good guys, young pitchers there in their rotation, uh, you know, give them a little chance to compete as well, especially with gallon really coming out strong last year. Um, Anything else, Tyler, you got for our, for Josh here? Uh, yeah, um, go follow us on Twitter at BSN Facing Giants. Me and Josh will be doing a Giants podcast this whole year, every Saturday morning, I believe, yep. as of now, alternative. And we'll be looking to start that in March. So if you could go follow on Twitter at BSN Facing Giants, the F and the G are capitals, um, it'd be appreciated. Um, Josh, I was, I was sorry I couldn't join you guys on the seventh inning stretch last week. Obviously, I had a lot of football and I had darn car trouble. I could get home last week to help you guys, but yeah. I was able to listen to some of it on the way home when we got it fixed. And I was, I was like, oh, I wanted to be. And I was joking with my wife. I was like, if this guy says Las Vegas A's one more time, I was like, this guy, and I wrote it on the comments. I was like, how, I was like, I wish I had a dollar for every time you guys said interest. That was the funny thing too about the, but you guys, because you guys were talking about the bases. So yeah. That's all that was cracking. <laughs> yep. Oh, for <laughs> sure. You guys did a good job on that. I look forward to, you know, Monday, hopefully hop it on with you guys or whatever. We do the next seventh inning stretch with it. So, yeah. Uh, like we said, Josh uh, Lewis here, part of Variety Sports Network. Uh, you change your podcast to Thinking Baseball, right? It's not it's not caught in the pickle anymore. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Like so, we had to we had to change the name because it was like all the content's still the same, but we were yeah. we were getting some confusion. Like I literally, I Sandlot is my favorite baseball movie ever, and so that's kind of where the name came Good from. Uh, th- was was caught in a pickle, and so uh, but I had I like I legit had people wondering like are you a pickleball podcast or like, what are you doing? And so like, it was just weird. And so I, so I nixed that. So now it's, yeah, it's thinking baseball. Uh, and so, yeah, thinking baseball, you can check out, uh, that comes out on Fridays. We actually just had, uh, an episode drop, uh, yesterday. Nope. Two days ago now. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. That video, I told you that video you did was uh, ridiculous. You said Logan helped. I don't give Logan credit on this show. He does that, but I do did a great job <laughs> on that podcast as well. Uh, so that was good. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it, it, was yeah it, was, it was a lot of fun. That's that's more kind of the the show uh, that if you watch that one. So two episodes ago, that's yeah, kind yeah. of the more the flavor of the show. Uh, with the season starting, we'll have actually a lot more guests over the next few episodes. Um, but other than that, it's just thinking about baseball, man. Baseball is always on my brain and, uh, it's just thinking through stuff and we don't, we don't do just opinions. Like let's use our brains and think through stuff a little bit. So. Yeah, and I like how you touch on history and stuff. That's why I think I we're, it's it's good to have you on the network. Like I said, all, baseball is one of those sports for us too. It's like like we talk about basketball, we do all that, but we I think our lot for all three of us here, our heart kind of is with baseball in some regards. Like just there is like 
especially we have so many playoff moments. And we've got two Bay Area teams for us growing up in this area. We got to see it all. So I think for the three of us, it just really hits home. So I'm looking forward to the baseball season this year and uh, having you on hopefully again here to discuss, uh, you know, Giants, of course, but some other topics as well as we go through the, the Major League Baseball season. So Josh Lewis from Think of the Baseball Variety Sports Network. Thanks for thanks for joining uh, joining us again this morning, my friend. Yeah, thanks, you bet, guys. Have a good right. one. See ya. That was fun having him on there talking a little baseball. Josh Lewis, thanks for joining us this morning. Like we said, go check him out. Think of the Baseball, Tyler. You're in good hands with him on the podcast. Yeah, I'm in good shape. You're going to be just fine with him running the show with you. Uh, you guys running the show together, talking uh, Giants baseball. He's very knowledgeable. You can tell, like you said, thinking baseball. That's kind of how he does it a little bit. I'm more like sometimes I'll just react to it. So it's kind of funny to get his opinions on stuff. But I'm serious. If he says Las Vegas A's, we're going to have an issue with him. Um, real quick on the – was I going to say? Real quick about baseball here with it. Oh, but the rule, just the one that does intrigue me is still that throwing over to first base. That is still going to be, I don't want to, tell. we'll move on, but we'll touch on it more as we go on. But that throwing to first base to me is still going to be the most unique one I've seen in a while. All right. That's the baseball for a little bit here. Let's go over to the NFL side of things here. Um, then we'll get to our winners and losers of the week. Guys, I kind of wanted to touch on the NFL a little bit here uh, because like I was thinking, all right, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports, we I want to start maybe touch on a little bit on every team every week if we can for the Bears, just a little bit as we can. I do want to just mention some quick NFL notes, though, around the league. Brian, we got Aaron Rodgers. You know, it looks like he's continuing to kind of you know get some interest from the Jets. You know, Derek Carr went over there for uh, uh, for a visit as well. Uh, the enemy, I found it interesting, probably a good career move from his point. He can't get the head coaching job, probably needs to go somewhere else to get a chance to get it. Just seems like he's too yeah. connected with Mahomes. He's the, he's the future commander's coach. Yeah, that's what it sounds like in some regards there, especially if Rivera gets off to a bad start. And then I got Fields wants a dome stadium. That always just ticks me off when a player say <laughs> that. So I had to bring up a couple just news and notes there with it. They want, he wants them to, to build. I was like, come on, it's Chicago. So DA, you'd be happy about that one for sure. Um, so those are some new quick notes around the NFL. Um, all right, Trey Lance, can he be Jalen Hurts? That's what I want to know, Ty, Brian. I was thinking about this. I don't know why it just came. I should have been thinking of it longer. But like the way you were talking about all the R, you know, all the RPOs Lance was doing last year and all that stuff, and now you have this opportunity, you know, and then you see Hurts running the ball twelve to fourteen times a game, not getting hurt. I, I that must be what Shanahan's envisioning, right? I don't know, like. Can't, is there or I know I, no Purdy conversation. I just yeah. can Lance because they draft him high. That's what I got to think they're envisioning him of, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this offseason Lance has kind of been honest about his process with the Niners, and he he got real about um you know the reason he had issues, and I feel like we're gonna we're gonna get a different Trey Lance in the offseason, and I think he's gonna give uh, Purdy a real push. For the number one quarterback position because don't know how the ucl injury is going to affect purdy's throwing yeah what do you think about that tyler i mean i don't i mean i wasn't sold on jalen hurts going into the season this year so i mean could he sure do i yeah. think it'll happen no he has the weapons just like jalen hurts has the weapons to get it done we'll see i'll i'll, I'll root for him if he's playing i just I, I'm not a big believer. I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen anything, to be honest, other than just a physical quarterback who can make plays or has the potential to make plays that hasn't been able to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean to, I mean to say you haven't seen anything is invalid because he did have that eighty-six yard touchdown award in the preseason, so he's done something. I mean, We're talking I, about preseason, Brian. Preseason. You, you, sound, you sound like you sound like Adam right now. Adam's the biggest hater in the world. So I don't hate Trey Lance. I just haven't seen it yet. I saw a lot of quarterback dives. When is when is Kyle? I say. I think I think the the biggest improvement we'll see from him is if when he gets in in the preseason, if he drops back under center and and hits Ayuk on a on you know going up the middle. You know, I mean, if he hits him and he's able to do that consistently, then I'd say you know Trey Lance is improving. But that's where Hertz got good, right? He could throw out of the pocket yeah. well running a little bit too. Like he was always yeah. under control. And that's what Lane, you know, that's what right, Tyler. Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Even as a runner, have you seen any elusiveness that you've seen from Jalen Hurts? Like I'm asking you, Brian. I, have you, I haven't seen any of it. It it looked, I mean, he'll get four or five yards. I haven't seen a big run. I haven't seen like the wherewithal to get out of the pocket. That's where I I hope he develops it. I do really do. Because he could be a great he has all the tools. He could be unbelievable if he figures it out. I just don't yeah. know if he will. Yeah, I mean, I get. I guess uh, I would say he kind of had a little bad luck to start the year, to start his career. I mean, he was having a good training camp his first year, and then he, I guess his hand went into a Raiders helmet, and he kind of broke his finger. And I just think, you know, if he can have a healthy training camp and he admitted that he threw too much, and that's why he had arm fatigue. So you guys are gonna have con- the content the whole freaking summer with this Purdy Lance thing. The whole summer you're gonna have content <laughs> with it. I just wanted to start out a little trash talking early. I, I just kind of came to my mind as I was oh, we and Eric were driving to the wedding yesterday. I was like, I just, I just thought, I thought, I don't know. He's to me what they got to envision, kind of that being when they get to the Super Bowl like that. Um, like you know, because I don't think obviously Hertz is even now proving that he's an MVP candidate. So am I saying Lance is going to be an MVP candidate? Not necessarily, but the way Shanahan ran the ball last year with him, that's kind of what I'm kind of thinking they might try to do in that regard. Um, all right. What do you guys think about the Las Vegas, the Raiders here? Uh, I want to do a replacement draft just real quick. Just give me like, Brian, I'll give you the first pick. Who do you think the Raiders will be their quarterback next year? Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Because he's been in the McDaniel system, I just think that he will end up being your quarterback. Okay, so Garoppolo's off the list. Who do you think? Uh, who 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 could they get there, Tyler? I think they're drafting someone. Whoever falls, do you think he'll start though too? Just put him right I, in the fire. That, yeah, I think they will. I mean, if it's not Garoppolo, I agree with Brian. I think Garoppolo. Do you like the Richardson there, guy? You mentioned him a lot this yeah, year. Yeah, I like I like all four. Or I'm not a big Levy Levis guy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all he played for Kentucky in the SEC. He's overmatched every week. So like yeah. I don't know. I don't really I haven't seen enough of him. But I do like Richardson. I love Stroud. I like Bryce. They're not gonna get Bryce or Stroud probably. But yeah, I'd take Richardson. Yeah. And I, like if you can if you have that I'm dynamic right. of you know, <laughs> if you have that dynamic of being able to run the ball, it makes playing defense so much more difficult. Like Jalen Hurts proved, like just the fact that he can run. That's opened up so many like slant routes and little quick hitters. And so like that's where Richardson could be lethal. 
All right. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jameis Winston. I'm gonna go on a shock here. I have a, that's gonna be my. I think I'm a, I think he'll get released. By How disappointed will you be? If yeah, I know. Man. I'd be very. You don't want Winston. Man. I I think that's where I think they'll. I think and my my hope is Lamar Jackson, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So I think that's where I think he'll get franchised at the very least from uh, Baltimore. I, I think anyway. So I, I'm not gonna draft him ahead of. I just think the car and him will switch eventually. I just think that's what what will be the task. Um, yeah, I know that's that's what I got. Brian, you got another name you think they might be able to get uh, get as well? I, I mean, I'm a, an outside possibility. Maybe they go a trade for Rodgers to pair him with Devontae Adams again. I don't know if I want Rodgers unless, you know, and even if he guaranteed, yeah, we'll play three years. I don't know if I'd even believe that. <laughs> so, no, I, can, I don't can't know believe anything. I don't know if I – I mean, I want Rodgers, but I don't know if I want to deal with, like, the, I don't know if I want him. But, of course, I do. I want to have a better chance at winning. I know that. I just – there's just this there's this diva that comes with him, of course. But it's quarterback, so whatever. It is what it is. Um, all right, so that was kind of my thing with it. Do you think Do you think Carr ends up in New Orleans, Brian, like I do? No, I actually think that he ends up with a, with a, with a jet. I just jet. think – I don't know. I just don't think – I don't know if a deal could happen where they trade for Rodgers, and I just think they'll end up getting Carr if they can't get Rodgers the Jets. I, I actually think Garoppolo, that would be his best landing spot for him because he can't re- – I don't think the Raiders would be able to help him out enough because their defense sucks. Like, I mean, it's terrible. I think the Jets would like – he's kind of more used to that style, obviously, with the defensive coordinator. Remind me of his name again. Uh, Sala. No, Sala. Sala. Uh, I feel like that would be his best team to go to. That's what I would personally think. It kind of fits their personality a little bit, and he's kind of used to playing that style, and the defense will be able to bail him out. The Raiders' defense will be able to – they can't bail out anybody. They can't bail anybody away from back. They got no chance. So, all right, I want to talk, touch on the NFL a little bit, hit some topics there with it. Brian, anything else from the NFL I'm forgetting this week? Um, yeah, I guess uh, the Raiders are, are courting um, Marlon Humphreys. So maybe they pick up a legit corner in the offseason. Well, that would be nice. We could use that. Yeah. That would be about time. We need something <laughs> over there. Uh, we, that is a position that used to be nothing we would have to worry about. We'd always have good cornerbacks. Now it's just a, never been able to solve that issue for a long time. All right. It's like the, it's like the Warriors and the big man. It is. Oh, and I, you know, that, I, I feel like that was a good conversation. We looked, I went through those names. Those are, those weren't just bad Warriors players. Those were like awful. Ones. I, it was funny looking at some of the second round picks, Tyler, as well. <laughs> it's like it's he like when you, when you, it's like when you guys went on your championship run. Bogut was your center, so that's why you know. I guess it didn't matter because you had Durant and Thompson and Curry during their prime. You know, yeah, and like Bogut to me doesn't it just doesn't count to me because of just yeah. where he was with Milwaukee too long. I mean, like where they kind of really got him young and oh, tried yeah, to draft him. And the Warriors just have such – I mean, I looked at him in the second round. I, mean, I was looking back at the draft. It was funny to me that way back they used to have 10 rounds. Talk about unnecessary. That's unnecessary. Or I, I guess you could say the Warriors with the centers, like the Raiders getting a middle linebacker. Just- Brian, Brian, that is where I should have been ready for it. <laughs> yes, got to use it, Brian. Thank you. You allowed me to use it today. That was where I wanted to The goal has been accomplished in that regard. Uh, this has been a fun podcast. I've enjoyed this one today. Uh, thanks for anybody joining us live here on the podcast. Uh, I was getting Josh Lewis having him on talking baseball. Uh, that was good. 
it's funny now when February hits, I, I still don't think about baseball, but now with being a part of the network, kind of getting more of the baseball info, I'm kind of actually, Tyler, getting a little bit more amped up for the season a little bit. Yeah, me as well. I, I'm excited for the fantasy baseball season to start. I'm excited for the regular season to start. Just... Me as well. Same I'm, here. I'm, and I'm definitely going to an Angels game this year. Are you going to go want... see the, the Japanese guy? Yeah. Like Shohei? I, 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 want, I want to go see him when they play the – the Dodgers, the freeway series. I think that'd be entertaining. I'm trying to get Brian to uh, go over there uh, to, to watch more A's games over there. We got to do a pod together. We'll try to match you with Josh Lewis over there. Hey, I want to point out the bottom here. We, we try to put out as much content as we can, all, every, you know, as much as possible. Um, the, the the podcast has come a long way. We've, we've got 125 subscribers now. We're part of Variety Sports Network, which has been great. But we need your help with this stuff. You, you got to like, you got to subscribe. We can put out all the content we want, but we need your help, you know, liking the videos, retweeting them, subbing them out, telling your friends about it, getting the merch, the merchandise. That's what's going to really help us take the next step in that regard. I know, Tyler, you probably feel the exact same way. But, you know, we're trying to do our part with the content. We need your part with that as well. Help us get there. We appreciate Ryan buying the uh, buying the sweatshirt. Jessica uh, and a few other people I know have bought them. So we appreciate you guys um, doing that. It means, uh, means a lot. Um, all right. Let's get to the last part of the podcast here winners and losers of the week here uh gentlemen brought to you by seat geek use the code uh vsn uh 20 or if you use the code vsn you'll get 20 dollars off anything uh when you have your first purchase there uh let's start with you brian who's your uh let's go loser of the week who you got for loser of the week here i'm gonna go wrestling on you like i always do i'm gonna go Roman Reigns because he ended up defeating Sami Zayn, but he was a bad sport and he had to hit him with a chair and Jay Uso, Jay Uso almost stopped him. And I think everybody's getting burnt out with the head of the table. They want somebody to take him down. The head of the table. The head of the table. <laughs> I, it's, it, I do. I always do enjoy the wrestling old clips that that we get the shut your mouth. Like when I get some of those coming on or like some of the tweets with that stuff. Brian, uh, Cody Rhodes wrestle at this most recent pay-per-view no he's How do you gonna have, like your star going forward the guy who you're trying to maybe beat the head of the table not even get any publicity for this to go in I, mean, I mean i mean he's it's like he's mostly getting publicity on raw i think they're trying to like push him for wrestlemania and they don't want him to get is Triple H still in charge? I was confused. Is yeah, like, he's 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 the guy that's running it right now. So McMahon's is he back? I thought there was a no. rumor he was coming back. They, no, I, I thought they sold. They, I think they sold the company to someone else, and even Stephanie stepped up, so she's not doing it either. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of wrestling was actually with the Warriors <laughs> thing this week with <laughs> when when they when they're talking about Wiseman being traded and then it got held up like. I remember people were thinking Joe Lacob was holding up, and there was that one scene back in the day where Vince McMahon's in the hospital, and then Steve Austin, he's uh, the nurse, and he starts, he starts, <laughs> and they were like, the this is Joe, La- Joe Lacob coming into the physical for Gary Payton, just punching him in the <laughs> I forgot about that. that was a classic one to me. Him and Vince McMahon had some good stuff together, Steve Austin and that, so. That's a good winner of the week. You're right, Brian. I'm not into wrestling like you are, but, man, there are some good clips from the past that are always good to reflect on for me personally. So, And what's the silly gift my sister got this year for us at the LFA? I can't always forget the guy's uh, name. Uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, his figure. 
The Seth Rollins WWE. He's going to face Logan Paul at WrestleMania, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Logan. Logan Paul cost uh, Seth Rollins the United States Championship. So <laughs> that's that's going to that's gonna be WrestleMania right there. I, I always like the belt. My always favorite belt, I always was confused by is the international belt. I was like, that guy's American. Oh, could he win the international belt? <laughs> 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 it's um, intercontinental. Yeah, I know. But then, uh, who do you got, Tyler, for uh, loser? I am the city of Philadelphia because they lost the World Series and the Super Bowl. And you know the 76 ers down the stretch with James Harden. So I'm the city of Philadelphia. No disrespect to the Eagles, but yeah, that's my loser of the week. That's a tough one right there. You're right. But they we got to second place. That's always a tough kind of spot to be for uh, for loser of the week. Uh, yeah, I what do you got for uh what do you got for winner of the week, Tyler? I have two. I have uh, Philadelphia Eagle, James Bradbury, taking it on the chin, being a man about his old or PI or whatever they ended up calling. And then I got white men jumping. Mac McClug proving that white men can jump. So that's my winner of the week. Very impressive. Something we didn't think would ever happen. And, uh, Bob Sura, he's not the – Well, Rick the, Barry or John Barry or one of the Barrys won one. Is that the – uh, My loser of the week real quick was just going to be, like I said – the All-Star Weekend just has lost its flair again. Josh can go back to the kids part of it. That's fine. I just think, and I understand people don't want to do the dunk contest. That's, that is what it is at this point. But to me, that's always going to be loser of the week. To me, you're missing out a chance to really get your star players out there. I don't know. I, I, that's just how I feel about it. You know, like, that's why, like, some of the, like, that's why the All-Star Weekend was important originally was you had these guys like Jordan and Dominique going at it. So, I don't know. That's just something I, I understand why Morant wouldn't want to do it. I get it. I get why they didn't want to do it, but I just feel like I feel like for the that'd be better for the league. It's good to see Lillard out there in the three point contest, but again, there were some like guys out there that I don't know. Like Curry and Thompson should be out there. Who cares? Like yeah, or I mean Curry may not obviously now, but that's just how I feel about it. They're shooting three, so I, I just think that stuff would be better for the league. So that's kind of always my loser of the week with that stuff. Is Kobe the last all time great to do the NBA dunk contest? Howard's well, closed, but. No, it doesn't make all time great. Blake uh, Griffin, Job Douglas, got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike Howard is he probably the last maybe Hall of Famer to win it? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. He might be the last Hall of Famer. I mean, Levine and Gordon are obviously all stars, but they're not. Yeah, that's a good call. I'd have to look back at the dunk trying to think through some of the other winners. I mean, Vince is an all star. McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're talking Hall of Fame, probably. Probably Kobe. Dwight Howard's the the next Hall of Famer. That well, Vince is Vince going to make the Hall of Fame? I don't know. He's doing. He is an announcing now, so that might help him get in there at this point as well. Uh, I don't know who will be that one. So winner of the week was McGlung. I agree with that one. He had some pretty nice. Dunk. I think the key with his dunks when I watched it is he made the first dunk. Yeah, he always make the first dunk. People very important in a dunk contest. Ryan, who do you got? You got a winner of the week? Yeah, I'm gonna go Eric Behenemy. I think he just had to move on from Kansas City and. He's the offensive coordinator from the Commanders, and he's probably the future head coach for them. So I think that was the right move for him. Yeah, no, I think that's a good decision. What do you think of that idea that he should have been getting some of these jobs? Do you think that's fair that they hold that over his head, the Reed and Mahomes thing? Or do you think he just – I don't know. Like, that's always kind of a, been a weird topic. Yeah. I mean, Matt Nagy can get ahead. Go ahead, Brian. I felt like it was kind of weird this year. I felt like Mahomes and him were kind of arguing about stuff and button heads, so – I felt like that that relationship was going to be coming to an end, and I feel like you know maybe yeah. he didn't get maybe he didn't get the most respect, but I think he had a role in developing Mahomes. 
Yeah, and, I, and somebody said, like, Andy Reid probably wants him to get a head coaching job. So that's how you kind of keep your other staff motivated. Like, hey, you work hard yeah. to do this, you get promoted to be a head coach. You know what I mean? That's kind of yeah, – so it's like exactly. did not see his offensive coordinator get a head coaching job after they won, had all this success. I would think for him it's like, uh, you know, because you, you want to move on. You want to get the next guy in there. That's usually how that position works. So I do – I think that, I think you're right. So, yeah, kind of a weird one. A weird one but, yeah, that's a good winner of the week, maybe getting an opportunity from that. Point. Tyler, you got something to say there? Yeah, like I would say, uh, if Matt Nagy can get a head coaching job and then Adam Gage can ride Peyton Manning's coat deal and stick two coaching jobs where he was completely unsuccessful his first time and was even worse his second time, I just don't understand how a guy who is in – maybe he doesn't call plays, but he's still in charge of the offense and, like, coordinating it all. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I, don't I heard know. I heard kind of a rumor that he isn't the easiest person to deal with sometimes. Well, and McDaniel's got a head coaching job. He didn't call plays. I don't know. Yeah. Just not Josh. My the Denver Broncos or the Miami Dolphins. McDaniel. No, I, I heard you saying on that one. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one on that one for uh, for winner of the for winner of the week. Um, I got for winner. Tyler, did you do your winner of the week? Yeah, I had Mac. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the white men comes out. My winner of the week. I'm gonna go a little stay here at the house. I'm gonna go to my daughter Grace. Today is her fourth birthday. So I gotta go. I gotta happy, go. Grace happy birthday, Grace! Gotta go, Grace Breyer, winner of the week. My wife would be pissed if I didn't say she's winner of the week for making that happen. Right, the regard there. She was a preview. She was born. What she won three months early. She spent one month in the NICU. Crazy time of our lives back then. It's crazy when they come out like. I mean, that, you've really been put like, through it. It's like it can fit in your hand. It's crazy to think about, like the size she is now. So uh, I got to shout out my daughter Grace. There, I love you. Uh, anybody that uh, has a daughter obviously knows uh, kind of a special connection there. Something you, you obviously having two sons, that's awesome as well. But something having a, a daughter or princess there, kind of something different about that as well. So uh, shout out to my daughter Grace. Uh, happy birthday! Uh, happy fourth birthday today. So those are my. That's my winner of the week, Tyler. There. It's a good winner. Um, nothing but smiles when I've been around. And you know what else I feel like it's been a winner? I feel like this has been a good podcast this week. I, I enjoyed this one. This was good. Brian, it's, it's always fun having you hop on on the laptop as well this week. Enjoy that. Um, yeah. we, we're, we're not doing any phones anymore. The phones are moved off. That's only when you're in the car. That's why they got to move all the way to the car. Exactly. Um, I, I just think it, there was a lot of good stuff to get in this week. The, the Warriors' big thing, was, yeah, the Warriors' big history conversation was kind of fun to talk on. Uh, I don't know. So I thought it was a good show this week, guys. Um, Tyler, anything, any last thoughts on it this week? Not a good show. Thank you for putting it together. Uh, VSN, thank you. Um, I'd appreciate if you put our background back for TNB. A little disrespectful <laughs> yeah, there. but They took away uh, our background. Uh, <laughs> thank you, VSN. He said that Niners crap, Brian. He said that Niners crap. <laughs> <laughs> Niners fans are so sensitive. You guys are too sensitive. You got to be, gotta be gotta thinking up that skin, Brian, right? No, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I could definitely, say, I definitely say I'm one of the <laughs> tough skin Niner fans because I feel like on Facebook people get so offended by my comments, and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just trying to bring a different angle to something. And they're like, if you if you say anything good about Trey Lance or bad <laughs> about Jimmy G, then then it's like you, it's like you're, you're starting World War Three. Do you really believe that Niners fans defend Jimmy G a lot? I feel like yeah. that's the last well, one. definitely on Facebook. You, you keep seeing comments where bring him back, and then people don't get the concept. No, Montana wanted him back. People, <laughs> people don't seem to get the concept. He's a free agent. You get all these comments. 
yeah, let's trade him for picks. And then I have to respond. He's a free agent. You'd have to sign him back. And you add, you add, he's a free agent, you idiot. And you just go, he's a free no, agent. No, I don't say idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to get, I got to get Logan. I'm writing down a few of these shorts I got. I want some. Tyler, if you got any little clips you want, but you got to send me some. Absolutely. Uh, Logan, last part. We'll get you all one of these times, but that was a good response to me on the little Discord there. So nice job. I give you Twitter of the week too with that that come back to me. So that, you also get a little credit for that as well on that one. So, all right, Fat Boy Fade Away. We've gone on too long here, a little over an hour. Josh Lewis, thanks yeah. for jumping in. We talked a lot. Brian, Tyler, Peace. till next week. See you. Bye. Bye.